Genre. Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are breaking through Disney's The Little Mermaid one minute at a time. I'm Kester Dorowski. I'm Andrew Dorowski. And we are again joined by our wonderful friend and family member and podcast, podcast buddy. buddy. Yeah, Andrew's a producer over on Podcast <laughs> Buddy. Yes, Joe Dorowski. Thank you for having me on. The streak is at four, listeners. <laughs> Today. Our streak's at 29. <laughs> <laughs> For for this film. Yeah. Oh, wait. We're over 100 then. Yeah. Oh, well done. <laughs> Today we are discussing minute 29 of The Little Mermaid, which begins with Ariel humming the tune to Part of Your World and staring at herself in the mirror. And it ends with Ariel saying, I'll swim up to his castle. The minute also features Ariel's sisters telling King Triton that Ariel is in love, Sebastian worried about keeping a secret from the king, and Ariel daydreaming about Eric and making a plan to go back and see him. That is a concern Sebastian has had many times in his life, I'm sure. (laughs) He's like, we'll keep it a secret. It's not going to work, Sebastian. It never does. No, no, no. This minute is where our favorite song that is not in this film but is in the Broadway musical would come up. We had Joseph listen to it just before we started recording. What is your take on She's in Love? It's a really fun Motown kind of feel. It doesn't it doesn't feel like the rest of the songs of this movie, the the kind of ballad style mm-hmm. um of of part uh, of your world. Part of your world. Um but I guess it wouldn't feel out of place next to uh Kiss the Girl or um mm-hmm. Uh, under the sea as much. Howard Ashman made a point, uh, and, and Anna Mankin for um, making this film sound different. And through the score, which you mentioned, uh, the score is pretty much wall-to-wall. It is very light on things like violins, mm-hmm. um, like traditional score uh, lead instruments. It's very heavy on horns, and especially brassy horns, I think, uh, is what we've noticed the most. And then they, for songs like um, Under the Sea and Kiss the Girl... But they make a point of using percussions in an unusual way. I mean, they use like steel drums and yeah. and they really infuse the the Caribbean. Yeah, very into, Caribbean flavor with those that. are into Sebastian's those two songs in particular. Songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but for um, for Ursula, it's kind of a more traditional um, orchestral setup. But through most of it, it's it's I'd say a, an atypical um, orchestra. So I. When Disney did their live action Beauty and the Beast, they inserted a song. Did they insert something from the Broadway musical that wasn't in the original? Uh, not that I know of. I don't think any of it was from the. Broadway was the Beast musical. song from the Broadway musical, or is that just? For I that? don't think so. I think it was. The in the live action, he has he has a song in the musical, but the in the live action Beauty and the Beast, for it is com- evermore. For yes, it is completely different. Okay, so. So I, I'm just they, wondering if we're going to have something like this when Disney does. maybe the tone or, or you know, like, like a pattern to give him a song, but not the song itself. And the song's really different yeah. Yeah. altogether. I think Alan Menken um, wrote Evermore for the live action one. So they had Alan Menken do the work. And before. Alan Menken worked on the musical itself, too. Right. Yeah, so Alan Menken, you know, maintains his kind of creative integrity um, throughout these. And I would expect if... If they were going to pull a song, I'd expect they'd pull this one, mm-hmm. um, because I think it's the strongest of the Broadway ones that isn't in the 
this animated film. And th- this film's only 80-something minutes. Mm-hmm. Right? So to do a two-hour live Yeah, and, and their live-action ones have all been about two hours. They got, they got time. Yeah, so they could definitely insert a song or two. And something that would flesh out both Flounder and the sisters get a little more in that. Yeah, because in, in this one, Flounder... I mean, when you compare it to especially Sebastian, Sebastian's a fallen character, and, and Flounder becomes a little more sidekick at that point because he doesn't get involved with any of the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's basically not even present for... I mean, he's present for part of your world, but only as... He, uh, you, you said he was dog-like throughout it, Kester. Yeah, and he comes in, in under the sea, but not for the song itself. It's to ruin Ariel, make her the worst person ever. <laughs> uh, like, that decision to leave under the sea in the middle? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Ariel, you're not a good friend. You're not a good audience member. Because <laughs> Sebastian that is, is going all out. This is a performance. <laughs> yes, this is yeah. this is not just a performance. This is, like, a, a, an affair. Like, this is, yeah, this and, is grand. And it's... A philosophy. Yes. Like, he is, he is expressing a... Worldview. A worldview to you about um, why it's good here, why it's safe here, why... And he's trying to persuade you. Like, he's, yeah. he's presenting an argument in song form that is also his personal philosophy about how to have a good attitude about something you... Like, like find the things to love. Like, this is an amazing thing. We're jumping way yes. ahead. Yeah. And you don't really but I just, talk that much. Well, I, yeah, I'm not going to have the moment. But when she left, as I was rewatching the movie, I was like... Ariel, like that's what you need to be punished for, not making a deal with the sea witch. Like this is this is the sin that needs atoning is leaving in the middle of this performance. Mm-hmm. C- can you turn off under the sea when it first comes on? Like if it comes it on, it is very hard for us yeah. because we've been stopping like in the middle of the song to <laughs> yeah. um, break these minutes down because it breaks across the the weekend, the weeks, yeah. Um, but it's really hard, and it's the same. I mean, I think it's pretty much the same for all of the songs in this movie. It's hard to stop in the middle of them because they're they're catchy and they propel you forward into them very well. Uh, and it, I mean, poor unfortunate souls is almost impossible to stop once you've got it going. <laughs> yeah, um, they, they the compositions are just fantastic. Right, but we don't have any songs in this minute. Yes, <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, we were just talking about how a song was removed, or, or a song was not, it was created for the, the musical and it wasn't present here. Um, I, I I do enjoy how much it fleshes out Flounder and the Sisters, and I think it's a very strong uh, song for those reasons in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this minute, we just have uh, four of the sisters and... And only two of them speak. Mm-hmm. And I f- didn't mention this the last time the sisters were on with Daughters of Triton. I didn't mention their vo- uh Voice, voice work. work. It's just two two women did all the sisters, right? Yes. For the song. And and in, in the sequence, we just have two voices anyway. So. And the two sisters that actually speak throughout this scene um, are just voiced by those two. That, so they don't have a different voice actor or, mm-hmm. or, or the same one doing both of them. It's a different one. But um, the two voice actors... Are Caroline Vasic and Kimmy Robertson. So I just wanted to point that out there because I forgot to mention it in Daughters of Triton. That's fine. Okay. It's been amended. Question about the sisters yeah. while we're on. They have weird things in their hair. Yes. The one that has the spikes. Yes, the orange crown thing. Okay, we never see her without it. Are right. we sure this is not her skull? Growing strangely straight up. We have through no her evidence hair. to suggest that mermaids have things like that as a, as an ongoing. Well, it might, she may be the evidence. Mm. This is a point of data. We have, we have seen a lot of other mermaids. I think so she hasn't been able to get into the room where Ariel's doing her hair for an hour 
and yet she has these spiky things coming out of her head. I don't think that's where it was doing her hair. I think, I think they do their hair in front of the band. Yeah, I think that was like a place where maybe they were like conditioning I, their hair or something. I'm on board with the with the pumice scrubbing. Yeah, or or that. But the, the, they, they have don't have this... heels though, which is where you really need the pumice. It's scrub. all about the elbows <laughs> when it when it comes to mer people and, but, and maybe some of the scales. But they so have. They... Hold on, sorry, sorry. Okay. Do they get dry skin? Because they're in the ocean the entire time. <laughs> I never thought about this. It's just... Salt water is dehydrating. That's true. But Why, how do they hydrate? They're they mermaids. Drink, they, they drink warm they're... drinks that Sebastian prepares for them. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, Castro. We cut you off. I don't remember what I was going to say now. Um, oh, talking... we were talking about the hair. They the were hair. doing their hair in front of the vanities, right? Yeah, so they have uh, vanities there. So... Uh, so it's it, that wasn't a place where Harriel was doing her hair. Okay, it was yeah. just she comes out and she's staring at herself in the mirror and grabs this flower and puts it in her hair and then puts it in her father's hair. Mm-hmm. But then she she still has a flower in her hair later, later, but it's a different color. Okay. Um, but with the the shell thing or whatever the it is, shells. the spiky shells, it's it, it, online. They just describe it as thorny orange as a thorny. Uh, as a thorny orange crown. Okay. Or maybe a headband. Mm-hmm. Do you have notes on what is actually in the other sister's hair, is that a hair at all? One seems to have like a conch shell thing going on. Am I remembering that right? Uh, I think so. I think that uh, would be an Andrina. Um, has her hair, the blonde hair with the up in the shell. A pink shell decoration. Pearl decorations. Adela's is the weirdest to me. Because she's got like a ponytail, but then she's got like a front ponytail. Who? Adela. Not like a claw bang situation. Oh. No, no. But she's got her hair like in the back. It's in a ponytail, and then she's she's done like a like a poof out front. Right. I've learned. Uh, I can't remember which episode it was on the protagonist podcast, but some of our female listeners really enjoyed Todd and I trying to discuss a a particular hairstyle mm-hmm. and describe it, and we were apparently choosing none of the right words. <laughs> That's okay. Um, we used the internet and couldn't find anything, right? Right. Okay. So it's a little unpredictable. <laughs> Do you have any other questions about the mermaids or that? I just like my theory that it's not something that was inserted. That is actually her head. I'm I'm shooting it down. <laughs> <laughs> As am I. Uh, I'm still my sure head cannon. You can't shoot right. down this head okay. cannon. <laughs> you don't have to accept it. All right. I consider it unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, in this minute, we see... We, you mentioned, I think, last minute, Triton is... Like, he's just all affable with with Ariel, because yeah, she's happy. she's, she's Like, she's the mood she center. Up. When she's happy, he's happy. Yes. Is he a good father? Uh, um, I've questioned that before. Yeah. Because there are the parts least... that are like, yeah, but then there are parts that's like, no, don't I've do that. I've at the very least questioned... Um, Oh, what did I question? It was, it, it was about his, it was something about his, his attitude and, and fathering, um, and his interactions with Sebastian, because he, he, exe- he executed a punishment and immediately said, well, I'm doing the right thing. Like, you have three fully adult daughters, three other teenage daughters before Ariel. You should be able to handle this by now. He also delegates quite a bit to Sebastian. Oh, he delegates everything to Sebastian. Yeah. We, we have listed off a number of titles that have been delegated to Sebastian, including ambassador, guard, uh, and, and many others. 
and throughout the the TV series, mm-hmm. th- there's a lot of Sebastian delegations, and a lot of it has something to do with Ariel, right? Yeah, with so, like watching her or making sure that she doesn't do something. So right or... now, Sebastian's task is keep an eye on her and make sure she doesn't go to the surface. I think. Yes, we do know Triton is going to have a temper issue. Yes, well, and and I'd say earlier his yelling was was uh, temper infused. He kind of ignored her. He he turned his back on her and was just. Still shouting. Yeah. Um, so. But it didn't seem like it was completely directed at her. It was just like over all this overwhelming. Yeah. So it's hard to say, like, what is the measure of good fatherhood? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's it's a big that, question. That is, that is I a will just say, question. not an ideal relationship between Ariel and Triton, though. No. Lines of communication, pretty much severed. Uh, yes. Um, and using a crab as a go-between. If you ever reach that stage with a child, it's very question rough. your parenting skills. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I'd say in at least media, this is the kind of thing that you see from parents who are heads of state. Mm-hmm. This is a, an ongoing issue that comes up with that type of character. The parent who is who is also king. Yeah. And in so this case, I, he's he's also uh, a widower, right? So he's... Yes. he's he he's dealing with that, and in the films, uh, Ariel looks most like her mother out of yes. all the daughters. So there's that sort of thing. Do we know what the mother looked like? How do we know what the mother looked like? In, in the in the in the, the prequel, prequel, they have a, a flashback to to her death at the hands of pirates. At the hands of pirates. Whoa. Or perhaps at the hook of pirates. As in Captain shared hook. Yeah, I got the shared yeah. universe you're building there. Yeah, <laughs> it was subtle. But I got it. Yeah. <laughs> We're not building it. It's it's online. <laughs> but yeah, and and it's also believed that she is one of the mermaids in Peter Pan. That she's like her mother is actually present in Peter Pan. And got from Neverland, from well, where Earth is, to Neverland, where is Neverland from really. Oh, the second star in the morning. Okay. Straight on well, till morning. Okay. We do actually have very <laughs> second star in the Straight on till morning. There, there but... are precise directions to Neverland, but perhaps mermaids have. Similar access to... Also, Triton. Magic. Yeah. He's got, like, full-on magic. Okay. So, (laughs) who knows? Um, But, yeah. So, we do have um, depictions of her, and she and Ariel do look alike. With the hair and the the tail and and everything. Yeah. Ariel puts this flower in, like, behind his ear, kind of. And he's completely charmed by this. He's just like... What's going on? And she swims off and kind of is dancing, which mermaids dancing. Didn't she mention something about like wanting to dance, wanting to dance, and not knowing exactly what dancing was or well, something? Well, maybe she's just she's just swimming, and this is her elated swimming, and she's not really making these associations. This is like dancing, hmm. maybe. But this this whole sequence is actually the first animated sequence of Ariel. It, so that, it was, they, that, that they, they created. That they created. Oh, okay. Um, by Mark Hen, by the way. I'm just going to put on the table the fact that Triton is so utterly charmed by an act of affection from one of his children may be another sign that he doesn't he he hasn't has had the greatest father-daughter relationship with any of his children. Uh, but especially Ariel, perhaps. <laughs> she has been maybe a little more aloof than the others. Because mm-hmm. I, I think we have evidence to suggest that she spends more time out of the palace than any of the others. Definitely. She had enough time to create that horde of mm-hmm. of human objects without anyone knowing. Yeah, so which she's off is, on her own quite a bit. Which her horde was po- 
probably created between one and two years before this, actually. So she spends a lot of time, like, not in school, not with any responsibilities, just out doing her thing. Yes. I don't know what the other sisters do, but... Yes, what is what is the life of an average mer person well, in Atlantica? Adele is boy crazy, so she does a lot of dating. We know that from the internet. Which I assume is informed by episodes of the TV show and stuff. I would assume. Um, they do have some obligations to attend things like um, fairs and carnivals. Uh, like 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 street fairs, like 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 market day. <laughs> they have obligations to attend street fairs. <laughs> yeah, like there was an episode about that. Um, there are competitions against um, other Atlantean cities in athletic events. Do they participate? Uh, Aquata does. Ariel has. Aquata is the sporty one. Her hobbies are water sports. Okay. Aquata so was the uh, blue one. If who they is, were to make a singing, singing group, she would be Sporty Spice. Yes. Um, so we've got Adela and Aquata accounted for. The other hobbies mostly are just, uh, like, hobbies that most people would have. Yeah. Like Alana, playing an Alana instrument or... shy, we know, so I would, I would take that I was... to mean also possibly bookish. Okay, I was about to say about books. Underwater Sebastian, books. <laughs> Sebastian has a written composition of music. So we think that they have there some kind of version of, of underwater paper of some kind. We and, don't know exactly what writing. it is. Okay. But then in her in Ariel's hoard, she has books that have paper. But they might be blank. Yes. Or disintegrating. Yes. That so too. it's not exactly clear, but again, magic. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so we have four of seven daughters accounted for. We haven't determine what Arista does, what Andrina does, or what Atina does. Arista plays in a band. Okay. Oh, she she would. She's kind of the, the edgy rocker type. Oh, we and, all know Arista. Mm-hmm. Andrina? Yes. I didn't know she had a name. Till... Now She's the red one. <laughs> okay, thank you. She enjoys gossiping, exploring, and swimming with dolphins. Andrina. The maternal one? Yes. Gossiping. Unexpected. I guess everyone has their vices. But she in she is one of the last ones in In well, yeah. But she is so maternal in this one. Anyway, um swimming with dolphins, I suppose that's a time consumer. Is that like walking a dog in Atlantica? (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) Who else? Um Atina. Researching the history of the sea. Sounds boring. Now, there's more to that than researching the, the history of land. Like, yeah, there's so much more true, ocean. Alana, okay. Alana enjoys picking wildflowers and making beauty crims. All right. She she's needs the shy a, one. I was going to say, she needs a little development. That's she's not the... She's <laughs> the shy one. Like, really shy. I need to help bring her out of her shell, so to speak. Ha, 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 I couldn't think of a better way to phrase it. <laughs> Did you realize you were saying it before yes. it came out? <laughs> I was like, part way through, I'm like, eh, I'm gonna open it. <laughs> um, Trent's very oblivious about all of this. Like, the sister's like, oh, she's in love. Okay. He's like, what? So we are, I mean, you made the point, like, he's also head of state. What does being head of Atlantica entail? He does not seem to deal much with a court. He really just has Sebastian as an advisor. Right. I mean, but, like, is he there is infrastructure like issues? Is he... Does he have bureaucracy he's helping? There's him? interactions with other uh, subaquatic kingdoms. Okay. Um, I think they had an Olympia um, or something. They had sports competitions against them. Uh, so he he does make state visits. 
I mean, it's, it's, I don't want to cast aspersions on Triton, but it seems like he might be an absentee father and an absentee king. He, just, uh, he does sometimes, there's episodes where he, he does make a point of going on, like, a daddy-daughter date. Oh, well, that's Ariel, um, Chariot that. rides, um, seahorse rides. Yes. Uh, things like that. So he does try to engage with them a little, but I suspect it's but he's, it's less than once a week and probably less than once a month that yeah. he actually engages with each daughter individually. But his actual delegation and is pretty role much exclusively is, Sebastian. Yeah, and it's and it's and his ruling isn't really clear of what his role he's exactly very is besides being king. So or subjective. Is Sebastian the shadow ruler of Atlantica? No. <laughs> He's just not competent enough for that. No. <laughs> Certainly not with aspirations to do that. And he his actions are mostly in response to King Triton's orders. Yeah. Uh beyond that, they are his his own uh his, his own actions, but under the title that King Triton bestows um on a case by case basis. Okay. Um I'm trying to think. What else we can say about like his ruling is not very much evident. Yeah, um, I mean, we just don't, part of it is we don't have a lot in yeah. this and, film. And, and Kester and I have not watched enough of the rest of the series or the additional yeah. films to see uh, these kinds of things in action. But like when he's in his throne room, he's alone, except for Sebastian, almost always. Is he hiding from his family, from his children? I, I like, certainly feel like, like, like when dads has, go putts around in the garage. Honey, I'm going to go he fix something has out there. Where he doesn't <laughs> understand what to do or know what he wants to do or how to do it. So that's definitely in there. Okay. We should move on. From, yeah. This is like the first 10 seconds. Of, yeah. Uh, yeah. What else happens? We get Sebastian uh, worrying about. He's like, okay, the king doesn't know yet. <laughs> and then, and then Ariel, she's the doing the put. The and I did research on the the, the flower. She's he plucking? loves me. He loves oh, me okay. not. A game is what it's been called online. It is of French origin, and it came about probably around eighteen forties. Around the eighteen forties in France. Ooh. 18. Oh, but I like the 1830s better for us. Me but too. Anyway, but you have Abraham Lincoln. It's true, so we have to push it out some. But maybe, maybe, as you said, time warp. And also, uh, maybe she originated it and passed it on to France from Denmark secretly. Maybe, maybe. But, like, the first actual show of this in some kind of form was in a ballet. Oh, okay. It's it's so iconic for the lovesick teenager. Mm-hmm. At the same time, if it's an even or odd number, just start right. <laughs> and you're going to get the result you're on. Like, like, take a quick glance. Do I have 11 pedals or 10 pedals on this thing? <laughs> yeah, but you got to, like, I think you always start with, they love me. Right? Yeah. And then you go to, they love me not. And I'm pretty sure that in every depiction I've seen, it when it cuts in, it starts with, they love me. Yeah. You always get at three, but they're all they're always no. partway through it too. Yeah, because you know what? They, you don't want to spend thirty seconds of film time of someone tearing yeah. apart a flower. But I'd say um, it's it's typically uh, at least a three petal breakdown. And yeah, it, it typically starts. They love me. They love me not. They love. They me. love me. Oh. Uh, fate decided by this flower's number of petals. Yes. Yep. And my determination to start with one or the other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. I don't know why Sebastian feels like he's so tied into all of this at this point. I guess, I mean, he was instructed to make sure she didn't go to the surface, so if it's evident that she goes to the surface, that's a problem for him. 
I don't know. But it is, again, kind of like you you were talked about the iconic shipwreck appearance. This is the iconic lovelorn teenager is yeah. li- thrown across the ground yeah, somehow. draped. Draped, yes, and, and plucking the flowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she starts scheming, and she gets, like, this determined, like, she, she like, sets her fists, she clenches them. It's like, I'm going to figure out how to see him again. I'm going to see him again. Let's I'll see. swim up to his castle. Yes. And that's all we know so that's all we. That's all we get? Okay, then I will save um, a comment about that plan that she's developing for tomorrow then all right but the last thing i wanted to mention was when she swims off she has her fists clenched but sebastian grabs his grabs her tail and like it looks like he's like pulling her back just a little <laughs> bit before before she pulls him all right maybe it's that just, doesn't seem logical maybe it's just like the sensation she's like mm, nah. she just feels a tug and so she she backs up. I don't a little think you're bit. giving enough credit to Sebastian's determination. That crab, when he puts his mind to it, fails to accomplish a lot. <laughs> okay. That's fair. In this case, he failed to actually stop her, but he, he put he, an effort in. Yeah, the, the effort existed. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all I have. I'm good. That is all I have. That's all we have for you today, listeners. We are part of Dueling Genre. You can find us and many other podcasts at DuelingGenre.com. There you will also find the link to a Patreon page where you can support all Dueling Genre productions. We are on Twitter and Instagram at DizMinute, on email as DisneyAnimationMinute at gmail.com, and on Facebook at the Disney Animation Minute Secret Essential Listener Society, or Damsel's Group. Our guests can be found. I would just recommend that you find an episode of the Protagonist Podcast, and you can do that over at DuelingGenre.com. Until next time, thank you for making us part of your world.